You guys know how supporting local business is in our blood, so we're super excited to tell you about Denver Rubber Company, and it may not be what you think it is. Denver Rubber Company is the most reliable local partner for your long-term projects since 1972. Denver Rubber Company has provided the highest quality of products from custom die-cut gaskets, molded rubber to custom contract manufacturing and custom hoses. DRC offers innovative solutions to serve a diverse line of industries, including aerospace, pharmaceutical, construction, medical, military, electronics, and so much more. An ISO certified company that will work with you from design to final product that is both cost effective and will meet your requirements. If you're in need of custom design, material, selection for your project, or have a deadline to make a large order, do not hesitate to call Denver Rubber Company. Call them today at 1-800-259-0010 or visit them at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR and tell them who sent you. Podcast is presented by Total Beverage, where DNBR listeners can get 30% off of your purchase of $25 or more by using the code DNBR2019 online or on the Total Beverage app. Total Beverage delivers to most of the metro area and also now has CD, CBD products as well. It's Friday. You know what that means. It's time to get to Total Beverage. And with that, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the DNBR Nuggets podcast. Part of the DNVR network. I guess I can't really say that. I got to get a new intro. DNVR Nuggets podcast, part of the DNVR podcast, podcast network. network. You, you like it? it the award-winning kind of, DNVR podcast the award, network. Award-winning. We need some awards, man. We got one last year. You did? Yeah. All right. Best podcast network from Westward. <laughs> this is this is uh, the voice you were hearing. The very braggadocious voice you were hearing is Harrison Wind. <laughs> I mean, I did. <laughs> uh, Harrison, what's happening, man? Nothing, man. Uh, Friday. Excited for the weekend. Last weekend before the Nuggets season, pretty much. We got media day Monday. This was a good day for me to catch my first Rockies game of the year. First Rockies game of the year in the last uh, the last home series of the year, the last series of the year. Hey, man, when you have kids, it's, you know, your life, you have to pick and choose, and Rockies did not get chosen. I see you have some I see you have some trash to talk. No, no. Brendan, vote to my right. This is a huge series for me. Cards up one game's on Milwaukee, so. Okay, cut left. the feed. So cut the Rockies the need to play spoiler? Is that yeah, what you're saying? they need to play spoiler. They do. I'm, I'm counting on you, Rockies Nation. Not you're, a good place to be. You're going to be rooting really hard for the Rockies at the game. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> you guys. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts um, today, and I, I, I guess now that we're on the air, I'll get them. <laughs> These are the tightest pants I've ever worn. What are we? What's the verdict? Not that tight. Not that they're good, right? But they're good. They're a healthy l- amount of tight. Yeah, yeah. All you right. don't look weird. Thank you don't. Look I think. Like, yeah, right, I think for they're people good. Watching, I do not look weird right now. I like the Nikes. Um, oh yeah, these kill shots. Showing them off. These kill well. shots are dope. The only thing I would say is you could maybe go tighter on the bottom half of the leg. Like you have great calf muscles. Thank you. And I don't <laughs> you think, think even tighter? Yeah, I don't think you're really playing to that strength. So enough. true story. I bought a pair. So this is like the third pair that I bought. Like trying to figure out how tight was too tight. And the previous two did exactly <laughs> what you said. Are those like, Le- Levi's? What kind are those? Uh, they're, so that's a great question. These are. Uh, I think they're called American Talls because you guys don't know this. People. 
people don't know the struggle. My tall listeners out there do know the struggle. Finding pants that fit for people over like six foot three is a nightmare, and I have to go to a specialty shop. I have a new Instagram content idea. We're going shopping with Adam. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. This would be terrible. Like, nothing fits. Nobody has anything my size. Um, <laughs> but enough. That's neither here nor there. No, I like them, though. Nice color, nice fit. Thank you. I, I, think, I think you're trending upwards. It's funny, man, because I'm telling you, the ones that I bought but sent back were the, they were like stretch pants. Like, you know, they were like actually like spandex, but they looked like jeans. <laughs> that's how tight they were. <laughs> that's for when you put on like 50 pounds during the season. Well, you, you can know, slip into so those. The site that I went to for that one was actually like advertising like husky tall guys. <laughs> and so it was a lot of like very like no, heavy, not husky. heavier guys wearing stretchy jeans. It was actually pretty awesome. And I was like... Is that, is, that a, is that a Pinterest board you have now? It heavier, is a heavy set men wearing. Brennan, this is what we have to look forward to when we get a little older. <laughs> get, I'm telling you, man, everything <laughs> is great. so lame when you get old. Um, we have some news and notes. Today we're going to do a mailbag episode, and the mailbag questions we're going to be taking are from DNVR subscribers. If you haven't subscribed already, you're going to be uh, you're going to want to. We're going to have a lot of cool content in front of the paywall for everybody to enjoy. But I think a lot of our best stuff and a lot of the more interactive things we're going to do is going to be behind the paywall and in addition to supporting us and allowing us to continue to push the envelope and do some cool stuff it also you know it, it we always talk about it being part of the family once you subscribe you're in it's like a membership more than it is just subscribing there's all kinds of cool features cooler than being on the mailbag but at least it's one of the mm -hmm. many features that you that you get here and today we're going to read the questions that come in some really good ones by the way um fr from our subscribers but before we do Harrison, Jamal Murray, apparently it came out today from Sam Amick of The Athletic that Kobe Bryant held a camp. Mentor Kobe Bryant, who is now infecting the world with Mamba mentality, held a infecting. camp. It held a camp in which a bunch of young players attended, Jamal Murray among them. What's your initial thought when hearing this? I think it's cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, growing up at, at the age that Jamal Murray is growing up when he did, to be able to learn from Kobe Bryant, that's got to be one of the coolest oh, things. Oh, yeah. Like, he's definitely one of the guys that I'm sure Jamal grew up idolizing. Yeah. Vince Carter, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he's got a lot of Kobe in him. Like, he definitely. loves the, the technique part of the game. He's detail-oriented. He's a scorer. I, I do want to read you off the list of the players who were at the camp, okay. according to uh, Sam Amick here on The Athletic. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Kyrie Irving, Jamal Murray, Darren Fox, Tobias Harris, Aaron Gordon, John Collins, Buddy Heald, Isaiah Thomas, Rodney Hood, <laughs> Josh Hart, Jordan Clarkson, Norman Powell, OG Ananobi, Bobby Portis, and Contavious Caldwell Pope. So two things. It sounds like if you're a Laker, you can just get like grandfathered into this list for this Kobe camp. Right. <laughs> uh, secondly, you know, Jamal Murray. Jordan Clarkson in the list. Jamal Murray is one of the best guys at this camp too. Um, so Jordan Clarkson is one of the few guys who has more Mamba mentality than the Mamba himself. <laughs> and Contavious Caldwell Pope who just like gets everything. <laughs> Jordan yeah. Clarkson's also the only player that Kobe's ever looked at and thought, you know what, actually maybe a little yeah. less Wind maybe it a down. little less Mamba <laughs> mentality. Shot selection is kind of important. LeBron LeBron should have the ball, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think, Brendan, about about this camp? There's some good players there. I mean, it had to have been good competition for them. A lot of talent. A lot of talent. Uh, we should probably ask Celtics fans, though. Jason Tatum did not go well when he was working with oh, Kobe Bryant. Mm -hmm. Is this a bad sign? Am I reading too much into it? You this know, is, the flip side. Yes, well, are. hold on. Here's the flip side. What else did we hear from Kobe just a week ago? 
Jokic, one of his all-time favorite players, he mm-hmm. predict or he challenged Jokic to win the MVP <laughs> this year. Yeah, I'm sure Jokic filed that away. <laughs> I'm sure Jokic on. has that up at the back of his locker, yep. printed out. Hey man, how dope would it be if he did though? That you would know? be really dope. That I'm would... sure if Jamal, if he said that about Jamal Murray, Jamal would. Another thing I like about this list though, like De'Aaron Fox was there, and I think Jamal Murray and De'Aaron Fox to me are going to be paired going forward. I agree. They're very different types of players in a way that makes for an interesting matchup. So I kind of, you know, I like it too. It was a two-day camp or a three-day camp. And it was, the weird thing is, here's a weird thing. De'Aaron Fox was part of Team USA. He drops out on the 24th. This camp was on the 26th that he attended. And he... Conspiracy Adam. Conspiracy Adam. Entering the building. I mean, for real though, like, I think some players maybe dropped out to do this type of thing, which yeah. I can't blame him for. I mean, I mean, I think once the first wave, really the second wave of players that were expected to play really didn't want to. Yeah. Who wanted to be the face of the USA team that loses too early? Yeah, and I know. I think even if you're a young kid like Fox, what, why attach yourself to that team? In a sense, after a certain round of, of, of stars saying they didn't want to do this, it didn't really make a lot of sense, I thought, for people to attach themselves. Can I pat the media on the back, like ourselves, I guess? But no, I mean, us, we, we never are really like the hot takey type, but people didn't really give Team USA that hard of a time, I don't no, think. I, don't I think, think so. a lot of people... Well, it's appreciated the sacrifice because we really don't care about the World <laughs> Cup. I think <laughs> so that's what true. that shows. Yeah, it does. Um, but um, another name that I heard was at this camp and invited to this camp was Malik Beasley, who was not named on this list, but I was told he was there. Maybe not famous enough. It's funny because like he's ten times better than Jordan Clarkson. Right. Like, Jordan Clarkson has ten times more experience playing for the Lakers. Yeah. Maybe I don't know this. I'm just speculating here. Maybe that's when the clutch legs started to. Oh, form. Okay. <laughs> I like these conspiracies. We are so off the board. Uh, another thing that happened today, apparently, the Nuggets got up early this morning and attended a summer camp together, a team bonding thing that included several lawn games, some of which I couldn't make out. The team Twitter handle tweeted this out. Did you get a ca- did you catch this, Brendan? No, but I propose a similar venture for DNVR. This oh, weekend. man. Well, I think- it, this does sound, this seems like it could get a little more momentum than my uh, proposal of us doing the Red Rocks workout and filming it. Yeah, that died. That died pretty quick. I mean, Red Rocks workouts blow. <laughs> and like playing spike ball and tag and, and these hey, types of things. Uh, DNVR Broncos, Zach Stevens lives in my apartment complex. So everyone come over. We'll play cornhole. Oh, we'll man. Grill. We'll cornhole. make a little summer, summer bonding activity out of it. I'm not a fan of cornhole. That's because you don't like. I'm, I'm incredibly good at it and though. You have bad taste. No, I like washers better. What is that? That's like cornhole but with washers. Shut up. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, uh, we're just BSing about the uh, Nugget Summer Camp. I think it was great, man. Yeah. Can you actually imagine another team playing tag like on a grassy field? So with three days to go before the start of training camp? I would pay anywhere between two to $5,000 to play tag with Juancho Hernan Gomez. I would I would pay half of that just to watch. I don't think Honestly, Juancho was there. If they had an open <laughs> field day and there was like the shoe kick and the bicycle race, the bicycle slow race, do you guys remember field day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Familiar. Do you get a field day in Jersey? Yeah. What? Yes. I don't know. It's, if that's not, it's not like a West Coast thing. <laughs> what is that? Well, do you guys do outdoor ed? Yeah. You do outdoor ed? Yeah, we go outside and play games. No, like, that no. This no, no, is no, what a no. skyscraper looks like. That's not what outdoor ed <laughs> yes. is. Outdoor ed is gym. No, field no, days. no, 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 no. That's something different. Outdoor ed is where in in Colorado, when you're in like fourth grade, they take you up to the mountains and teach you how to like make a fire and no, use we a don't compass. Do, no, we don't do that. Yeah, of course. We have See? Boy Scouts. So you thought it was an absurd question, but lo and behold, you were the one that had to learn. 
There's a lesson in there somewhere. <laughs> There's a lesson. No, I think, so I was thinking about this. The Clippers, because they're in L.A., they went on a fishing trip. Right. And it looked cool, right? I'm sure they had like a giant yacht and were fishing. Because they're in L.A.? Well, they're near the, like, Denver can't go on a fishing, like, to a, a like, sea okay, fishing yeah, Boulder sure. Reservoir. Fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. But what kind of trip, I was thinking, so the field day was cool, yeah. but next year I think we should suggest what they can do that is more Denver-oriented for them to uh, really bond. Boulder Zone, Harrison, the floor is yours. <laughs> well, I would say hiking, but, like... That's kind of what they already do at Red Rocks, I feel like. I don't think that's a I don't hike. know if I would call that hiking. <laughs> I mean, a, a hike could be cool. Go up like yeah. Royal Arch or something. Yeah. Climb, climb a 14er. Oh, jeez. That's like an intense one, man. Can you imagine Bull Bull? Like, imagine you're climbing <laughs> Mount Elbert. You come around the corner and there's Bull Bull climbing. Yeah. Just like <laughs> the biggest steps you've ever yeah. seen in your life. Yeah, it's like eight steps to the top for Bull Bull. <laughs> yeah. Um... Maybe hmm. a little fly fishing trip. You can get Paul Klee to Just take like him out. Just like drink a craft beer and play cornhole. <laughs> yeah, that's smoking jays. Yeah, exactly. Craft beers, exactly. Listening to fish. <laughs> <laughs> kickball. <laughs> a little kickball. All right. Well, we tried. Um, go to the zoo. Yeah, maybe uh, a four wheeling. I think you can get into like some some dirt biking or four wheeling. The zoo's out in 2019, bro. Well, culture swallowed that one. We're not allowed to yeah, go to the zoo, go to the zoo Wait, anymore. Wait, the zoo's bad? Zoo's out. Yeah, I know you don't know that. You take your kids to the zoo. Oh, I have a year pass. It's I'm... bad to put animals in cages and such and so on. Oh, yeah. That's, let's, that's... Get out, let's get well, out of this. Thing. Yeah, let's get out of... Yeah. You know what? You know what I need after hearing this? A, a beer? An ice-cold Colorado core. This job is... This job is going to ruin me. <laughs> yeah, if we have We're, to drink a Breck beer during every podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't have to, but yeah. I am going no, to. No, we have one. to, actually. That is a requirement. Um, you guys know about Breck beer by now. Great partner of us here at DNVR. And, um, Great partner. It's got to be my favorite beer, not just like that's locally brewed in Colorado, but if I had to pick a beer that I'm going to drink really in any venue, if I'm going to a Rockies game, if I'm wow. going out to a bar, if I'm hanging out. At a park playing spike ball. I would hope it's a Breck beer. They just came out with this new uh, beer, Colorado Core. It's light, tastes like apples, kind of sh- of a champagne y feel. Great for all occasions. It's like an apple blue moon, kind of. It's, like, it's fantastic. I'm of the opinion that I live a block away from the best liquor store in the city in Westwash Park, except I went there yesterday. You live a block away from Total Beverage? And, uh, <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. So I went there yesterday, and you know what they didn't have? What's that? Breck. Breck Brews. They're out. So you know what that means? Well, they're, they're out. They're out. We probably out. run them dry. They're out. <laughs> Doesn't matter how close you are. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. We're going to the Rockies game tonight as a unit. So this is a the first. Unit. This is the first of, of many beers, I think. Great. Looking forward to that. <laughs> um, before we actually go any further, we said on yesterday's show that the first person to leave a review on the podcast, we would read it on the pod. We got an all-timer. What we're going to do going forward, actually, is we're, we're going to read that review, but if you leave a review on the podcast on iTunes, of course, it's got to be a five-star review. Uh, we will read... That's bribery. Uh, we'll probably, we'll probably <laughs> yeah. read some one-star reviews if people, you know... We'll, we'll send the army after eh, No, we won't. Um, <laughs> leave a five-star review on iTunes. We'll read it on the show. Uh, so we got a bunch of them to read here. This first one comes from Sodomaniac. Not sure the origin of that. But it's it's appropriate still. Yeah. <laughs> Great podcast. Love the DNVR rebrand. The two best Nuggets media guys on the beat with the two biggest hogs in Denver and Brendan Vote. <laughs> <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a great review. That's like, a five star review. I like get the a sore Peter, stars. you can't beat this show. Just just texting Ryan. Seeing five if stars. Any set stiffs. <laughs> uh, next up from I can't pronounce this username. Adam Harrison and Brandon. Brandon, yes. <laughs> Adam Harrison and Brandon have finally come together for a regular podcast. Three of the smartest, most well-informed local voices with cuts both deep and light. And very excited for their new venture, this roundtable format and the upcoming season, which is shaping up to be the most exciting campaign in recent memory for the true Denver Nuggets fans. Five stars. Another review from... Man, you guys are making these iTunes usernames just like gibberish. It's really tough to read. Um, Always love the BSN Nuggets coverage, but it's only going to get better. Adding Adam and Brendan to the team. (laughs) Got your name right (laughs) on that one. That one counts. That one counts. Going to take coverage to a whole new level. Five stars. And then from... That that review was only a four and a half star review. I'm not going to lie. It was a five star, <laughs> yeah. but the, you know. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. Pretty generic. <laughs> I know, I'm going to chastise people for thanking me. Thank like, you for your review. I like it. Pretty generic, for sure. Moon over here. <laughs> and then, um, last review we've got, last five star review we got, biggest big three since LeBron, Wade, and Bosch in Miami. Holler. I, I guess that makes me Chris Bosch, huh? If they didn't know my name in the first one, <laughs> I'm probably not LeBron. You're going to get the blame for everything? Yeah, Is that that's right. That I'm means? on the trade block in two months. Uh, <laughs> looking forward to Adam's always insightful commentary nice this cut. season, but with the interesting dynamic of his two sons joining him this time. <laughs> Brendan, please notice me. That's from Harry Sheary. That is a five-star review Harry right Sheary, consider yourself noticed, brother. One love. <laughs> All right, before we get to some questions, are you in need of a top dog electrician? For over 35 years, Piper Electric has been the most fairly priced, dependable, and trustworthy electrical contract company in the Denver community. If you call 303-646-6765, they will give you the DNVR back-to-school hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz, whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. So don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off of your next service call. Let's get into the mailbag. Thank you guys for submitting these questions. They were actually some really good ones, starting with this first one. If Gary Harris is healthy, what are the odds the national media is talking about a big three in Denver? He has top 30 potential. That question comes from Jordan Dan 53 A big three. So, Brendan, is there a chance the Nuggets will be talked about? Not whether they'll have one. Is there a chance that people will talk about the Nuggets with a big three? I like that question a lot. Me too. I don't think so. Um, and yeah, it goes back to the coastal <laughs> bias, which I've acknowledged many times. But also, I kind of think big three is a little out, like as a as passe. And I think now, especially after this summer, we got a lot of big twos. Yeah. Um, that no no big fours. <laughs> but I do think the big three age is kind of come and gone. And Denver, as you pointed out, Adam, represents the sort of uh, all around well-rounded sort of team approach, the trust the process approach, maybe more than anyone in the league. So I yeah. doubt it. I think we could talk about it at a local level. Yes. I can definitely see if Gary stays healthy for the first couple months, if he gets off to a good start shooting the ball, same with Jamal. I think we know what Jokic is going to do this year. I could definitely see us talking about it locally. Nationally, not so much. Mm-hmm. 
that's just kind of how it is with Denver. We yeah, know that. Exactly. So I think I don't think it's going to happen. I don't even think locally necessarily, in large part because I mean, last year I think Millsap was the second best player. That's my own personal opinion. Jamal Murray at the end was the second most important, um, and this year I think will be probably the second best or second or third. But Denver is not that identity. I mean, they're almost very de- like emphatically not a big whatever one two. Three. I mean, right. they have Jokic, so they're a big one. But everybody else on the team, it's, it's a deep roster with tons of talent. So it just seems weird to cut it off. Is the gap between Gary Harris and Jamal going to be that much bigger? I just don't think so. Like Millsap's really good, so it'd be weird to cut it off there. But here's the other thing: I, when Brendan had me thinking when he was when he was giving his answer, it's I don't know how much it's just that we're out on the big three sort of idea of team building. The big three came about. If you remember, LeBron James went down and formed what people consider the first big three, but yeah, it happened because that, yep. the Celtics were so good they had sort of organically built a big four with Rondo. Right. And I think what's happened over the last decade is that the NBA is so flooded with talent and so talent rich right now that big threes happen sort of naturally because just where else are they going to go yeah i agree with that i could see it happening naturally here too over time you know it's not going to happen next year in three years though if this core stays together so is it more likely would you say that this there's a big three in denver that includes harris murray and Jokic, or a big three that Uh. includes someone else I think because I don't think the national media will ever talk about Gary Harris that way. Yeah. I think it's the latter, and I think it would be Michael Porter Jr. That's a great um, point. However, unlikely that would be the next name on the list because of that ceiling. Yeah. Most likely big three that is recognized from a national media perspective uh, along the lines of the Heat big three and whatever other big three is Jokic, Murray, Porter. But what do you think, Harrison and Adam, too? I mean, what's the cutoff? Like, if we were to try to determine this objectively, does Harris have to be a top 50 player, a top 40 player, an all-star? Like, to really be a third leg. Man, Probably all-star, right? That's a great question. All big threes have had three all-stars. Yeah, you you can't be anything less than an all-star. Yeah. And Gary Harris was not, obviously, at an all-star level last year. We're really close to it. Yeah, so there's no chance. I mean, I, I love Gary. I think he's a fantastic player. But what part of what I love about him is that he's not an all-star. He doesn't want, go out there and try to be. You want to know a funny yeah. story? I have an outstanding bet with another person in the Denver media that Gary Harris will make an all-star team before his career is over. Well, <laughs> you know what? If he gets traded to the Charlotte Bobcat or Hornets yeah. or whatever they are, then that could happen. Well, I think I made the bet right after he was almost traded to the Pacers. Oh, yeah. That's how the kind of talk got he started. Would, Gary Harris would have been such a like an on-brand pacer. Oh, well, and he's from yeah. Indiana, and he's too. From Indiana. He's <laughs> right. just like such a pacer. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next question, which is a really long one. It comes from Chris in Denver. Um, I find the conversation around Jamal Murray a bit frustrating. There's few firm benchmarks that say if he does blank, he had a good year. It's always benchmarks that seem to seem hard to quantify. This is a really long question. I'm about a quarter through it. What is the line he puts up where you say he had a good year with reasonable assumptions? of the circumstances the line happens under so 25 and 6 would that quantify as the leap love the show and dnvr the nuggets may not have a big three but nuggets media certainly does let's go i've listened to bsn and locked on for a while and brendan adds a unique glue that holds the host together he's a gary harris to adams Jokic and harrison's murray Ah, you know what? It was long, Love but it. it was complimentary. That was, yeah, they really so. tied it all together. Chris <laughs> also was asking when the fan hotline will return. Uh, he was a probably our most popular caller, probably uh, soon here. So, Adam, if I may, if I can try to distill that question into 
a question. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, it sounds like what what is the leap? What does that look like? What does that mean for Jamal Murray? Um, and is there a benchmark? Is there a specifically benchmark? a, a but, stat? Yeah. But I, the, I, the reason I framed it that way, I'm not so sure if it's so much a, a quantifiable benchmark. I, I think we've talked about it before, but it's less about is he averaging two more points per game and more about how consistently is he giving you what he's averaging. It's great. Um, and defensively as well. So I'll you know, you no, guys can I agree. expound on we that. We talked but. about this when we did our uh, Jamal Murray player preview, which is up on dnvr.com. Yep. 10, what was that, 10-minute video? Yep. Put the two-minute teaser out on Twitter, but you can subscribe and watch that whole thing along with all our other player preview videos. But oh, Nice plug. I agree with you, man. It's consistency, and it's kind of just maybe more the eye test than actual numbers and reaching certain thresholds, and it's not like if he... Sh- averages 20 points per game next season he's obviously made the leap i think it's much deeper than that i think it's a little bit maybe from a leadership perspective just from a consistency perspective um that's what it comes down to for him this year in my mind i don't think it's necessarily statistical based it is statistical though so i think part of what he's asking is like how is there some sort of way we can we can identify like hey look we can point to this and here's where here's how i would point to this is very unscientific if i look at game score now game score not the best advanced metric for basketball but it does give us a little baseline if i look at the 15th worst game by game score for jamal murray last year eight points five assists Four of twelve shooting. That's the fifteenth worst game. Meaning he had four games worse than fourteen games worse than that right. last year. To me, that's that's the thing. Like eight points, five assists, four of twelve shooting. That's a really and the turnovers probably too. Well, let's see. Only one turnover in this specific game. But it just it just goes to point that you can go through. Honestly, you might get all the way down to like the twentieth worst game of the year before you start getting to games that you're like, okay, that's an average game or whatever. And I don't know because I can't pull it up in, in front. Of me just at the moment but oh here it goes i would guess that with Jokic, his 20th worst game is nowhere or his 15th worst game so for Jokic, i can do it 23 points 12 rebounds four assists what a terrible game (laughs) (laughs) a double double with four assists that's his fourth and he also shot 44 percent. so that's why it was bad is because he was like one shot off of being they're two shots off of being 500 so are we getting Around to the point that his field goal percentage and shot selection probably has a lot to do uh, with yes. him making the, the latter. Leap. The, you know, those two things go hand in hand, but the yeah. latter is what stands out. He shot forty four percent from the field last year, um, about forty five percent two years ago. I mean, how realistic is it for him to shoot? A lot better than that from the field again 46 47 we talked about this in the preview if it comes down to selection very reasonable right yeah. this is not a become a better shooter this is a take smarter shots thing yeah hopefully he's not taking cues from kobe in that regard <laughs> <laughs> this is just funny because i'm looking at it so i have to share Jokic's ninth worst game according to game score this is, this is eight, so good <laughs> eight, eight points ten rebounds eight assists on two of three shooting in a game denver dominated that's his <laughs> ninth worst game it's like almost a triple probably double. getting triple team the entire game yeah, yeah. <laughs> um another one uh so so thinking about what it would look like for murray because i do think we can put a statistical number on it and, and then it doesn't have to be these exact markers but at least kind of gives so last year 18 points four rebounds basic we'll round up say five assists i do think that 20 points or more is for me would be like okay he made a leap he's a 20 point per game score that's kind of a lot on the same number of attempts he took 15.6 attempts last year so it's not taking two more shots and getting two more points it's taking the same amount and then lastly 
I think 30, I'm going to say 39%. I'm going to go below 40, but on his volume, 39% from the three-point line, to yeah, me, that, his that volume, then he's there because he's career right now. He's a career 36% shooter. I think all those things are great, but what if he averages 20 points on 42% shooting from the field? Well, he's at 44 now, so right. yeah, if it dips. But I'm saying the three-pointer is where it matters. Like the field goal percentage, you know, he could take more threes and the field, overall field goal percentage can go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even think the assist number in our preview series uh, that you should definitely subscribe and check out on DNVR. They're a lot of fun, funny, visual elements, all kinds of stuff. Brendan said six and a half assists, which would be up two full assists, basically. I don't know that that's doable, but to me, that would be making the leap. That's like, oh, if he's giving you six and a half assists, that was good. To be fair, this was, you know, filed under bold takes. So six and a half is a stretch. But my point being, with a healthier team, um, a team that maybe, fares better in the catch and shoot department uh, from beyond the arc is this is it easier because we saw Jamal grow as a playmaker and the truth is he did get better every month so it's on the table I wouldn't expect it but that that would certainly constitute a leap for me my bold take from our player preview video was that Jamal Murray will make the all-star team this year that's so that's super bold so bold and I'm sticking to it bold I'm expecting Denver to be at the top of the west when all-star balloting happens, oh. and I think Denver will probably garner two selections. I'll buy you a bunch of strawberry skies if that happens, man. <laughs> it's a Sweet. bet. Um, so good question. Let's go to one more before we go to break. What do y'all... Oh, this comes from Ducey Connor one um, What do y'all... I guess I should read this in a Texas accent. What do y'all think the best regular <laughs> season please offensive never do lineup please don't do is that. going to be? Can you say it My over? first thought is Murray, Harris, Beasley, Grant, and Jokic, but I think there are a couple candidates... All right, that's definitely going in the teaser. First of all, I'm pretty sure that's Connor Ducey, who's just from Denver. <laughs> well, well he's, he said y'all, and then he put a caveat in here. I've lived in Austin for four years now. So all right, fair he's, enough. He's can, you, can you say the question again in a normal In a normal voice? Yeah, you didn't I, listen. No, I didn't. What do you think the best regular season offensive lineup is going to be? Oh, he wow. says Murray Harris, Beasley Grant, Jokic. This is a great question again. Yeah, this is tough. DNVR listeners give good questions. Last year's projected starters. I'm st- I'm sticking with them. So I'm going Murray, Harris, Barton, Millsap, Jokic. If Barton's healthy, if Gary's healthy, I still think that should be the best offensive lineup on this team. Hmm. I am going to agree with my guy Connor. Okay. Oh wow. Beasley, Beasley and Grant. Oh, yeah. Beasley and Grant. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think the starters are going to be electric. I think the starters and Grant are going to be electric. I think this lineup is going to be even better. Yeah, he is right. I do think that that's a really good lineup and is a good one, but I'm going to swap one player out. Uh, Jokic? (laughs) No. I'm still going to go with – actually, I'm going to start two players out. I'm going to go Murray, Harris, Barton. Millsap, Jokic, the starting lineup in large so part. So what Brennan just said? Uh, yes, yes, it is. The reason, I, but the reason I'm Good going looks. here and not Grant for two reasons. One, Grant at the start of the year, I think there is, there's. I, I just would be surprised if on game one, like it, everything clicked. It, it probably will take a couple weeks for it to really peak, and those weeks will drag it down. And then number two, the thing about Millsap. The offense does suffer a, a little bit, but you get stops and you get transition. And I just Ooh. think, mm-hmm. and, and I think there's going to be a lot more transition opportunities in those Millsap lineups. And more efficient than people remember, even if even if the scoring was way down. 
And then as far as Barton, it's the third playmaker aspect, especially yeah. with the way Jokic is used as kind of a pivot point in those DHOs. If he can, you know, those moments last season where he would turn around and see Torrey Craig and just kind of turn back around and go the other way. If that's Will Barton, he's going right into what he wants to do. So if we did just half court offense, I would swap out Millsap for Wancho, which I don't think we're going <laughs> to get nearly. We're not going to get nearly as many minutes of this. Like it'll probably be like 40 minutes total. But those 40 minutes are going to be a masterpiece. I think the reason I went with the lineup Connor did is just the shooting aspect. Yeah. yeah. Because you swap Grant for Millsap. Grant last year was a better shooter. We'll see how real that number was, that 39% he shot from three. We'll see if that was legit. And then Beasley for Barton, who I think Beasley is a much better pure shooter than Barton. So one of our big questions about Michael Porter Jr. is, like, is he willing to play off ball and not hog? Because, like, I think part of this is he'll probably do some cool stuff one-on-one, but will it it not be efficient? But let's just assume – for a moment that he's like can play off ball and and willing to and be a low usage guy he's a guy that might sneak into one of these lineups like Michael Porter Jr. at the three is just a spot up knockdown three point shooter if he plays the Wancho role yeah might be something that's kind of kind of awesome well if he's a legit shooter yeah you can put him in this argument and what we've seen from watching him after practices three hours before game shooting wide open uncontested threes he's a very legit shooter so let's assume that Jokic is going to be a part of the best offensive lineup good call who, who is the second most likely player to be a part of the most of the best offensive lineup is there a minutes uh minimum for this i mean of the guys that are gonna play yeah. i mean probably jamal yeah i think so I think it's probably Jamal. All right, after Jamal. Probably Gary. I don't know. What are you thinking? You, where are you going with this? Well, I, if it's not Gary, it's got to be Beasley. Well, part of, yeah, maybe Beasley. Maybe Beasley, but maybe even Wancho. Part of why I like Wancho in yeah. these lineups. I knew, I knew this was just an excuse. No, I'm, I'm with yeah. Adam, though. Yeah. Wancho's defense, like, obviously, is why the net ratings are never that great or whatever. But, like, offensively, man, he just he's the perfect complimentary guy to get you to get the other yeah, guys. He's a well. Jokic player. As yeah, long as Wancho yeah, remembers how to shoot, which he <laughs> forgot for pretty much the entire year last year. That's or gold or medalist Wancho. Or after you. the first couple months, yeah. Yeah, he can be in these lineups, but last year he didn't. He forgot how to shoot. So, yeah, until we see him do it again, it's it's a question mark. Yeah. All right. Before we get to some final questions here, and I do want to remind you guys for these mailbag podcasts, we're going to take all our questions from subscribers. So, if you're not a subscriber, join the family. DNVR.com or sorry, the DNVR.com backslash subscribe. You can get an annual membership for just three dollars and seventy four cents a month, and get your questions read on the podcast as well as some other great perks. Uh, but this from uh, Green Solution, which has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online. And then head to the closest Green Solution for pickup and use code BSN20 for 20% off of your entire purchase. All right, we're reading mailbag questions from subscribers to DNVR. One of the perks, you get to be on this show, and this one comes from Nicholas Hart. First off, I have to say I have never been more excited to drop money on a new platform. Hey. hey Let's go, baby. Let's go, Nicholas. And I'm glad it happened here before Disney bargained for my soul. We are as well. Uh, In any case, I'm ready alongside DNVR for the start of what will be the most anticipated nugget season in my lifetime. With Media Day and Training Camp right around the corner, What's the one question each of you can't wait to ask one of the player staff? And why is it, is it not going to be in, 
inquired of Wancho what he did to celebrate a World Cup gold. The man nearly shimmied out of his shoes in Game 5 versus Portland. Just think of his dance after the, after Spain won. That's a good question. Yeah, well, one of the questions I do want to ask Wancho is what he did to celebrate. So Nicholas oh, is on man. to me here. Yeah, he's already on. He's in your brain. <laughs> he's on to me here. Um, is there another uh, question you're just like dying to ask? We almost it, can't give it, away our secret. Like, yeah, I don't want to give away my secret, but um, those sneaky, <laughs> the sne- sneaky Nick Cosmiters waiting to steal. No, well, just one we love theme that. about this team that that I've talked about this summer is there's not a lot of question marks outside of the Michael Porter Jr. variable, okay. and I think how Jeremy Grant fits into this thing. We know. Uh, mostly everything about this team. Everybody's coming back. We know what they're going to look like on offense. We know what they're going to look like on defense. Sure, there's things I'm curious about, but there's not a ton hanging out there in the balance with this team. Last season or last offseason, everyone within the organization was quick to talk about how everyone was together all summer, um, how they were feeling about that continuity and, Mm -hmm. and like a close basketball team. I'm curious if that changed at all this summer, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, in year two, did guys take a different approach? Was the team together? Do they still have that same kind of camaraderie and momentum in that sense? If there was one question, it's probably for Malone, and in large part because the format. So the format, people don't know, the coach and and GM, so Tim Conley and Malone will come out, maybe Arturis as well, and they'll have like the podium as we all interview them. The rest of them, they all kind of come out at the same time, and it's just, media day is really tough, I think, because it's, for for media, because it's such a scramble, like you're trying to not miss anybody, but sometimes you have to make decisions on which players you can get, which ones you'll miss out on, but for Malone... I want to know like how he balances understanding and empathizing with Jokic and how tired he is and it's a long season and all these different things with just pushing him because to me one of my big questions for this second half of Jokic's tenure here in Denver until his next contract's up, hopefully longer than that, but is how are they going to handle him now in a way that like both coddles him the way you have to if we're a superstar, but also pushes him to be his best self. And I feel like whatever he says to that will at least be the first sort of peek into how he plans to handle him mm-hmm. um, for this. So I'm kind of interested. But one thing I want to say about this, I think we maybe we all agree, we can talk about it. Nicholas's question, what are you excited to ask? I would say for me personally, 90% of the content I get does not come from the question I've asked or even from a question somebody's asked. Yeah. It's more, it's almost less about what do you go into it with this question because players just rarely want to give you what you're asking them. The The art of a question is more about how can I get these people to talk about something in a way. And so it's not always like I want them to answer the specific thing. It's like I hope this question brings out a conversation. Yeah. And for media day, more than anything, I'm just, you, you learn something, you pick up and you're like man did you guys notice this about player x like ooh, that was that really stood out to me yeah and so just what trend you know, what are yeah. we what are we talking about in the parking lot when we leave yeah or just what what is said like what's the vibe you kind of got from camps oh right. everybody's excited to be yeah. here and yep. championship talk and it's like this team is unified and ready what is was it? the vibe last year i think it was determined i mean yeah. i think it was a very like, it was we remember what happened in game 82 yes. last year oh yes we've been like going balls to the wall this summer. Everybody's been in Denver. The open gyms have been like incredible. People are talking trash to each other. We're dead set on, you know, erasing what happened in game and 82 last year. They were hungry to play and I and while I don't think they necessarily knew yet they were a top 2 seed, that team knew they were good. Yes. I could feel that. Yes. Last season they for, knew yeah. they were better than a bunch of those guys who made the playoffs. Yep. 
I, Matt Moore was quick on this because he's been, a, I mean, he's a national writer, he's traveled, he's been around, and he was, I don't know if it was media day or if it was very, very shortly after, but he was just like, I'm getting vibes out of this team that they are like, like they've turned the corner. And that's that's exactly, and I think you were saying the same thing, what I meant by what I want to know, are those vibes still there? Yes. Because they can change. I Things know. can change in just a year. Yeah, God, I'm, now I'm so curious to see what the vibe is going to be. Is it going to be... We're trying to win a championship. Is it? It's a long season. Like then you're like, okay, they maybe aren't ready, quite I mean, ready. To- are they over this regular season <laughs> thing already? Exactly. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm. I'm really curious because I've talked to a few guys throughout the summer, and I, I've asked them, is championship a legit goal that you guys talk about? They're like, yeah, it is. There and might- I, I do wonder if that is going to be the theme of media day. Is there a story maybe coming up on dnvr.com maybe. about this? Maybe. And, uh, <laughs> You know, I'll just wrap it up with this. We've said it many times, but just another reason to brace yourself for a year that could be really different than last year, which yeah. was the sweet spot of fandom. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was exciting. It could yeah. be could be stressful. We're gonna have I think we're gonna have a lot of fun along the way, but I yeah. think you're, but yeah. subscribe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you're right. I I because when you say like I think last year might have been more fun, last year was almost like hitting the lottery, just like everything's great. There's nothing money. This one the highs I think can be higher, and that's but the stakes are also higher and so it's you know like we moved up to the big boy table now and it's like mm-hmm. well said you ever go to vegas and you play the like penny the little table or the penny slot or something and you like i'm 120 bucks now i'm going over to the dollar table and it's like okay this can lose a lot quicker now yeah. that's kind of what the nuggets are it can be a lot more fun at this new phase but every loss is also going to be a little more nerve-wracking yeah. i i guess to go back to that question a great metaphor um yeah, it laughed at me when i put it, <laughs> it out was there. a good metaphor my question would probably be for malone and just how does he balance integrating porter not giving him too much too mm. soon mm. yeah because they've got this 54 win team they've got this great roster that's too deep at every position how do they navigate bringing Michael Porter Jr. into the fold yeah. because it's fascinating. I would not want to have to be Michael Malone managing that and balancing that. Uh, it, it's so fascinating. So uh, somebody pointed this out to me on Twitter and I forgot who it was, but in the interview on Nuggets.com with Michael Porter Jr., it's the only interview I've seen. I don't know if he's talked to any media outside of Nuggets, but he uh, he had he had this quote where he was like, so now I just have to adjust my game to playing alongside Jamal and Gary and Millsap and Jokic. I talked about this on on yesterday's show, but yeah, yeah but it's <laughs> him him inserting himself into the starting lineup. I thought it was really oh, funny. Oh, uh, alongside those specific. Yeah, guys. yeah. I'm saying I didn't catch that at the time. That okay. I was like, oh yeah, he just he mentioned everybody but Barton, put himself into the <laughs> like he's basically he didn't say like how do I fit in along Monte and Mason. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, that I'm, is interesting. I'm, I don't think look, this is the type of thing players hate. So I'm gonna go ahead and say this and pump the brakes on it. I do not think he was putting himself in the starter. No, he probably just named like the the. Three four- most popular yeah, players exactly. on the team. But it was something I, I, I kind of laughed That's at. That's a good catch. Yeah. Um, I didn't catch it. Somebody on Twitter did, and I forgot to shut them out. Do the, let's, this is the last one, then we're going to get out of here. Do the Nuggets, I think he means do the Nuggets have a player state, statue outside of Pepsi Center? If not, who do you think it will one day be? This comes from WC Buckets. Chris Marlowe. <laughs> a gorgeous statue statuesque if you will i mean it's tough you could you could to talk I and mean, there's there's both guys to wear 15 and then there's thomas welsh i mean how do you <laughs> how do you determine how do you? it's, it's nikola Jokic. so he'll be the first statue 
Probably. Uh, there's no way. So no, you, no, because because they're you know what? Because they're on their kick now of commemorating their past waves and their somewhat some, one of the old guard nuggets will get a statue soon. Statues aren't a super popular thing though. Right. In in the NBA, I mean, Barkley just got one with That's Philly. A good point. The Lakers have a bunch outside Sable Center, but it's not like every arena has. It's a lot more expensive to build a statue than it is to hang a, a jersey. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, so it's true. I yeah, mean, the Cronkies aren't exactly itching to. Like, go ahead. like, should Alex English have a statue? Probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big statue guy, personally. <laughs> oh, you, I didn't know this. I'm a, I'm a big, sta- it's a big statue. statue. Wow. Big statue guy. I didn't so know that. I would be a, a, a big fan of the Nuggets. <laughs> That's our teaser. That's our teaser. <laughs> That's just a quote at the intro. I'm a big statue guy. Uh, Alex English statue, I'm all for it. Do you have, like, a top five favorite statue? We're not letting you go. Don't move on. We're sticking to the when top I, When I go to Staples Center t- to cover a Lakers or Clippers game, I'm always snapping photos of those statues out there. Okay. They're so freaking cool. Mount Rushmore. Is this a statue? <laughs> Does this fall under the definition? Do you have a Mount Rushmore of statues? Uh, well, if we're talking about those Lakers ones, the Shaq one is amazing. Where he's dunking the ball. Well, I just saw the David. The Magic in, Johnson in, one. In Florence. Yeah, it's, that's a step above <laughs> so Shaquille and Neil. Not what we're talking about. <laughs> well, that's how I interpreted it. It's like I'm a big statue guy. <laughs> Top like he's, statues. Yeah. Of Liberty has got to be up there. <laughs> <laughs> of Liberty. I was just thinking about it in terms of sports, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. We're not letting you go. <laughs> we, had to, we had to pull that thread. I think statues. I'm also a statue guy. Good. I think we're statues good. are really cool. Cool. Can we? How silly would Jokic's statue look? That, that, that was gonna be my question for you guys. What would his pose be in the statue? Because I think one-handed it would be, slinger no, from the two, two hands out to the ref <laughs> at a right angle. Jokic with the ping pong paddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's the one-handed slinger from the Joker. It's just like yeah. For some or reason, that's such an iconic looking pass of his. Or maybe just like an overhead type thing, mm. like that, where he's passing the ball. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> I I. I'm a, I do like I'm a big statue guy too, and I but I think this is one thing like it adds to the mystique when you have these physical statues, right? This is why they did it in, in like ancient Rome and you had a bust that it was like this is cool. It's cool if you had around Pepsi Center mm-hmm. the different the different or outside of it the different statues and when and if the Kronkies ever redevelop the land around Pepsi Center, which I think is the plan at some point in the future, and make that a trendier place. One thing to really hammer home this Nuggets legacy and that the fact that they have been a part of Denver for over 50 years is like, yeah, have it have a place where you can kind of walk by and be like, yeah, these guys exist eternally in this city. Yeah. So who would... Who is Brendan just no longer cares about this topic. Is Alex English the most likely yes. past Nugget to get a statue? I think so. David David Thompson, I think, would have the coolest looking statue. Like Alex English, like a mid-range Well, jumper. you can't rule out that Birdman just builds his own overnight without <laughs> like permission. Like moves it in. Yeah. It's a piece of art, like a street <laughs> yeah. art, just like a... Yeah. Uh, I'd be all, I'd be all for Mo. this. Doug Moe would have a statue, I think. He should. Doug Moe should have a statue. Yeah. How about that? There's a take. No, I dig it. I don't know if there'd be too many. Because you have retired jersey, and yep. then you have statue. And it's like the statue is even more oh, Statue elite. is a big step above retired jersey. Yeah. Well, for Harrison the Lakers. <laughs> statue aficionado. Would there only be two? Doug Moe and Alex English? Yeah, because like David Thompson, I think would belong on there. Yeah, I would put David Thompson Who, personally. What's our what's uh, Denver Nuggets Mount Rushmore coaches included? 
man, this is, we needed more time to prepare for this. Like there are people that will listen to the show that will be pissed because we'll forget somebody because we did this on the, that's, that's a topic for another question. You can create an account and, and submit it. <laughs> I do have to say thanks to all the questions and it's very on brand how all the profile pictures on dnvr.com of our subscribers are just the Breck Brewing logo. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. very on brand. <laughs> we do appreciate it. And guys, this was our first week. I hope you enjoyed this first week. The season hasn't even begun and we've had a blast. Like honestly, Brendan, this was an incredibly fun week. Most fun I've had um, working, podcasting, any of it, hands down. And I hope it shines through in our work and just sort of like how we are and how we're carrying ourselves. We we really have enjoyed it. There's so many talented people here at DNVR. Obviously, uh, you know, us joining Harrison Wynn because of his talent, but also the people in the room. Check out DNVR Broncos. There's some really cool stuff over there. Check out DNVR Rockies and Avs. And I really do think there's an incredible collection of talent. And if to the Nuggets fans who are listening to the show who kind of are familiar with with the work of us three check out the other people because it's all i think the similar style like there really is like they're doing in the other beats what we are doing on this one hey sports should be fun it should be fun for us it should be fun for you and if it's not fun what are we doing so hopefully you get a sense of that through yeah this. well said guys uh we'll be back on monday back on monday and guess what the season begins the off season is over we'll see you all oh, back wait, again up oh, we should explain or you're on lockdown on Monday, right? Yes. Okay, so it'll be Harrison and I Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. We lose the big stiff. You can find the big stiff at his usual place, locked on, and then he's back with us for the rest of the week. And then I'm back. But we'll find the coverage all week on DNVR. We have some cool stuff coming up next week. We'll see you then. Hey, DNVR listeners, before we get out of here, got to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away everything from long-term migraines to back pain and arthritis. IBS. It's helped decrease anxiety. You name it. CBD is also all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. As Strava says, drink deeply, live fully. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. 